0: Uh, Now I'm done. I've I've said myself. (laughs) You're done.
1: We're done. Close down the podcast. Turn off the internet. (laughs) Take all the episodes off the internet. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we're going to delete them off iTunes right now. Smashing Security, Episode 63, Carol's Back, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Welcome to Smashing Security, Episode 63. My name's Graham Cluley.
2: I'm Carol Terrier.
1: and we're joined by a special guest once again, and it is Maria Vamasis. Hi, Maria. Hello. Hi, Maria. Hello, hello. And Carol, good to have you back as well, because uh, you didn't show, didn't bother showing up last week. Um, your absence was noted. Loads <laughs> I of complaints was... <laughs> from listeners. I did, I did have a very good excuse. You did. So
2: I suffered a. Rather nasty disc slip last week, and I'm currently still dealing with rather acute sciatica so it's not my first time doing this but i can say with perfect conviction that it is really really horrible i'm actually currently working right now from a kind of roman lounge style position here is someone feeding you grapes (laughs) they should be they should be and i'm also on extremely (laughs) strong meds at the moment so this show is going to be risky it could be a total bomb or it might be amazing (laughs) show so let's just put your seat belts
1: on let's see what happens. i'm ready is it the first time you've recorded a smash in security under the influence? Um pass.
2: <laughs> pass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll be right back after this break. This episode of Smashing Security is sponsored by the fine folks at Chess Cybersecurity, and they are asking our listeners to take a very quick three-minute quiz. Why would you want to take this three-minute quiz? Because everyone who completes the quiz will be entered into an amazing prize giveaway. You can win limited edition t-shirts and goodie bags, and also you could win wireless headphones, an Apple iPad Pro, Sony Playstations, all kinds of goodies. And Chess Cybersecurity will donate one pound for every completed survey to the Prince's Trust Charity, which is pretty smashing as well, isn't it? It totally is. Now, the whole point behind this is
2: that Chess Cybersecurity are trying to take the pulse of the IT nation. So this
1: is exclusive to those that work in information technology. That's right. And the way to complete the quiz is to go to smashingsecurity.com slash IT quiz. And thank you to Chess Cybersecurity. On with the show. And welcome back. Well, like every episode of Smash Security, we're going to be looking back at the week's news and things which tickled us. And, hey, do you you remember in the early days of Smash Security, we used to record our chats on video. We did it via Google Hangouts, didn't we? We did. We did. And do you remember, Crow, why we had to stop? Because I didn't like taking off my pyjamas. No. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that potentially was an issue. It was because we're so... Damn hot! That's why we had to stop.
2: Oh right! Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yeah,
1: People were get. What was that clapping? People that was were,
0: a sarcastic clap from. Oh, myself. it was a golf clap. <laughs> no, <Okay.
1: yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. People were getting all hot and bothered oh. in the workplace, thinking, "Geez, that <sighs> British guy, he can butter my parsnips any day of the week." And as for that Canadian chick, she is everything a man la, la, could
2: la, want. La, 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 la. <laughs>
1: No, seriously. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. Crow, you are everything a man could want: big muscles, hairy chest. You've got it all. Spineless,
2: literally. (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) one. (laughs) Well, one of the things. So we had to stop it, right? It was just getting out of order. Mm -hmm. It was just. It was just horrendous. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that we definitely don't have to do because we're basically Instagram models is maintain a rigorous (laughs) exercise regime. But if we did, maybe we would have a Strava-enabled fitness tracker. That is the athletic social network. What? what
2: What? what did you, you just do? choose the story because I can't actually walk at the moment? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Twisting the I'm, knife.
2: I just, I'm just shocked at the lack of sympathy here. <laughs> really?
1: Wow. No, not really. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the the thing is, right? On a regular social network, you're showing off about your perfect life there you are, you know, walking the hills and the meadows arm in arm with your loved ones and your beautiful... Into the sunset. Exactly, into the sunset yep. in your case. Um But... <laughs> <laughs> But on Strava, you are basically uploading details. of so Your workouts, your exercise regimes, you're competing with others to see who can do a circuit the fastest.
2: Okay, uh, cool, right? cool. Yeah. yeah,
1: gotcha, yeah. Uh, and, and yes, you know, also one of the benefits is you can see, oh, look, loads of other people in my city go for a run around this particular park or right. something like this. And so you can find out where a good route is. Make now, some new friends. Well, who knows? Some running you know, buddies. Some buddies to get all sweaty and hot with. Now, that <laughs> last... Well, I don't swear, obviously. Now, back Sparkle. It's last, true. thank you. <laughs> I like having Marie Oran. Back last November, fitness tracking app firm Strava, Strava, they released what they described as a most beautiful data set. And this okay. was a heat map of all the data they had received from all around the globe of more than three trillion individual GPS data points as their users ran and cycled and hiked. Oh, and it such, is... Okay, sorry. That's a really annoying stat, three trillion individual GPS
2: data points. Like how many, you know, how many people? <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just annoying. Okay. Well, I don't know. It depends
1: how far they've gone. But anyway, you know, okay, obviously okay. they have a lot of users, right? Who right, are doing right. This. right. And, and if you look at this this image and things, it, it is kind of beautiful. So there's a lot of data out there which you can go and use. And they said, look, we're collecting this data, but we're keeping it anonymous, so don't worry about it. Now, even though it's a most beautiful heat map,
0: Tremendous
1: it heat map. Does have an ugly side, as an alarm raised by a twenty-year-old Australian student called Nathan Rooza, Um He <laughs> raised the alarm. He 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 bonged on his surfboard and said, "Goodbye, Croixes." He said,
2: <laughs> "It no. it looks it's like it, Crocodile Dundee all over again."
1: <laughs> it, you it's call a that a knife? You call that a data point? <laughs> They're going to
0: boycott he, he, you in Australia. <laughs>
1: he said, he said, it looks very pretty, but not amazing for OPSEC. US bases are clearly identifiable and mappable. And he was right. What he managed to do is he, he posted in a series of tweets, and we'll link to these, what appeared to be movement patterns of people who were working in the US military oh. at remotely located military <sighs> bases, right?
2: Yeah. You didn't have to identify a particular person to be a military person, but because they were near a base, you could
1: assume that? Is that what you mean? What you could do is you could take this data and you could map it on something like Google Maps and satellite imagery, and you'd be able to see these are guys who are running around, for instance, a runway at a military base. Or maybe these are people who are running around a a, a nuclear submarine station.
2: Because those are easily found on Google Maps? Well, (laughs) Well, some are. Well, I remember one of the
0: the things that people were seeing is that they were looking at the front lines in Afghanistan and seeing that there's the sea of nothingness in terms Mm. of Strava data. And suddenly in the middle of it, there's like this tiny bright spot. And you're just wondering who's running around in Afghanistan.
1: Exactly. Why are these guys running around in sort of runway shaped circles (laughs) or whatever it was? There's obviously some concern about that. And even though one would hope that soldiers would take off fitness trackers and there'd be order to do so, which might be leaking their information, as well as disabling potentially risky apps on their smartphone, it's easy to imagine how those sort of things could be overlooked. And even if they're doing it in their spare time, that is still data which people could collect. And it's not just US military bases. There were, I think, Turkish forces and others who, who were being identified. And even the Register, they wrote a, a fun article all about what appeared to be... Evidence that people have been poking around a shipwreck in the Thames, which contains nearly 1,500 tonnes of explosives from the Second World War. The SS Richard Montgomery has been there since 1944 when it was grounded. And it's never been dealt with. It's just too complicated. But there are people going there wearing their Fitbits or whatever, their (laughs) Strava-enabled apps. And this data has been collected.
2: But you know what? This is really, really shitty for military people, right? They can't even, you know, I mean, okay, what are the Stravas used for? I mean, obviously they're used for competition. It's a kind of entertainment app, really, right? Because yes. if you just yep. want to get healthy, you just go outside and run. Surely. You know, lift some weights. Well, that's what I do. Stay away from the ice cream. Yes, yes, exactly, yes. Like, it's not not rocket science.
1: I have a fitness regime. You know, I'm picking up cheese sandwiches. I'm picking up donuts. And if you get enough of them, you begin to build up some muscles. It's something which... Just like Homer Simpson, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. Thank you. There I am in my (laughs) moo-moo. That's how I record my podcast. Is that the word?
0: That's why we don't do video anymore,
1: though. (laughs) You can't even fit on the screen, guys. You can't even fit on the screen. (laughs) Anyway, the thing is, I mean, yes, these are guys who want to get fit and stay fit. You know, it's obviously important yeah, for their job are also having
2: everyone look after their country, and they can't even be allowed a bit of downtime where they can kind of, you know, hang out with their buddies and...
1: We can, but just take your blinking fitness tracker off, Yeah, buddies, no, I right? agree. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised think, that
0: that's not, that. like, a policy, or if it is, I imagine some people got a very stern talking to. I, <laughs> yeah.
1: I imagine it is, but yeah. I, then I wonder whether in their free time that, you know, people, or indeed so many people carry smartphones, which may be tracking this kind of information as well.
0: Like, do they know that it's even, they're being tracked? Like, are they aware? Is it running Mm. in the background? I mean, Mm. maybe they don't even know.
2: Yeah, exactly. It might be being uploaded to the cloud as a default setting that no one's ever managed to toggle off or even thought of tog- toggling off before. Well,
1: surprise, surprise. With Strava, this is a feature which is enabled by default. So you have huh. to, you have Boom. to opt out if you oh. don't want your data being uh, uploaded. But it's more than just that these images of where people are running in these particular bases and other things are, are coming to light now through this heat map. Another security researcher, a guy called Steve Loughran, who, as far as I know, uh, isn't Australian, so I can't do an accent for him, he has identified that it's actually possible to identify who has been doing some of the runs. Because even though the data has been totally anonymised, there there, there are some tricks you can do. He describes how he he managed to upload some faked data of a run around the UK's Fastlane nuclear submarine base. Okay. And having done that, having tricked it into thinking that he was running around it, it then told him the identities or the usernames, at least, and the profiles of the other top 10 runners in his age group who had done that. And if they hadn't locked down their profiles on Strava properly, if they'd been dumb enough to put their surnames, for instance, or other identifiable information or their real photograph, then maybe people could identify who they were as well and potentially could put themselves at risk.
2: Hmm. so like the road to hell is paved with good intentions so Strava dudes go out there and they try and make this cool like hey meet some like-minded people in your age group make some friends and actually it just turns out that you're giving away loads of personal identifiable data
1: and let me make this even bigger it's not just a fitness app problem because of course there are so many apps tracking your position take for instance google maps which is used by over 1 billion people, according to Google. And if you haven't told it specifically not to, Google Maps is keeping a track of where you go every single day. There is an option inside it. Go and look on your settings hmm. on Google Maps on your phone because there is an option called Timeline, hmm. and it stretches back much further than a new member and some things which you may have chosen to forget and that is being collected as well. Are you talking to well.
2: me specifically there?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think you're going anywhere at the moment, Kroll. That's right. I'm right here. X in, marks the spot. In
0: case you've taken two seconds to forget you're polite, he's going to remind you as
1: often as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, sort it out. Strava isn't private by default. Check your settings. Be really careful with the apps you install and when they say to you, oh, we can, we, let's take some of your anonymous data, we're going to do cool things with it, think twice about whether you really want to do that because maybe it is telling people much more than you might have wanted
2: and, and don't pen- rely on default settings oh. so important everywhere
1: yeah the defaults normally chosen by apps are for the benefit of the app manufacturer and exactly not, you, right?
2: not the user and certainly yes. not
0: for national security reasons. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
1: <laughs> maria what's your story for us this week
0: well then, I have a story about fake news this week.
1: Oh, can, we, can we, can we uh, look? You know what? I Let's just want not. that Let's phrase to be banned.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that'll make the story a little difficult. So I phone
1: have... news. Phone news. Faux news. Phone yes.
0: news. Uh, and phone news is getting a lot foer <laughs> 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 a lot sooner than any of us might have thought. And honestly, I love the story because it has it all: Star Wars, porn, and Adobe.
2: <laughs> porn and Adobe. Whoa. This sounds like a forensic file episode. I've got the popcorn. So,
0: I'm imagining maybe Carol, you've been on some sort of social media in the past ten years. I don't know. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know about yeah. you, Graham. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if you've been anywhere on any kind of social media lately, uh, or if you've if you've seen any of the Apple iPhone X and emoji yes. commercials, you've probably noticed that it's crazy easy right now for the average person like even me with a phone and a front-facing camera to do all sorts of like incredible effects uh, on a live video of your face so like yeah. on snapchat the dog filter is really popular um yeah. and you can have a uh, talking poo on <laughs> iphone x and emoji you know the future oh, is that's amazing.
2: good to know that's I'll, I'll, I'll put that in my back pocket we all need talking poo in our live. this was yes. clearly something that back apple's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> We're, you know,
0: we're going there. So, I mean, if you thought about this 10 years ago, swapping someone else's face with your face in real time, that would have seemed completely sci fi. But yeah. now it's totally doable. And that's cool, right? Nicolas ex-
1: Cage and John Travolta did it, didn't they?
0: They did. It, it, they predicted the future face off yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> they did. yeah i've seen all this the uh, an emoji stuff i can't say that i it's grabbed me in any way i mean i i do actually when you talk about it, i kind of think yeah actually it's pretty amazing it is but i think i'm just the wrong
1: uh, it's amazing slash completely and utterly pointless yeah yeah it, it, it i mean i've seen the adverts for the iphone 10 for instance where you become a poop talking or a dog Talkin talking poop yep and i i've I just thought okay yeah, so I've, yeah you're, you're like this, I do that all
2: the time I talk a, shit
1: all the time <laughs> don't I that's what you're thinking
0: so clearly you were thinking alright that's great and all but where can we really take this where Where can this go I mean what's the real use for that and right. the answer from the internet of course is porn uh, so the uh, of, porn. of course
1: it's porn
0: so uh, basically
1: coprophilia porn I imagine oh, oh. In particular
2: <laughs> you're not going there oh,
0: no okay I, I, I wasn't actually going there but you okay. were there okay yeah, shush okay. shush <laughs> So face swapping tech has gotten a lot more sophisticated, way beyond just talking poop and coprophilia and all that good stuff. It's not just social media face filters now. We're talking heavy lifting with deep learning, artificial intelligence, and cr- crazy phrases like that. So in the hands of savvy Reddit users, because of course it's got to have something to do with Reddit too, there are now totally convincing, can't tell if it's face swap tech or actually real, face swapped Porn using celebrity faces. Um,
2: (laughs) So, okay, I don't understand. So basically, (laughs) there's like a porn movie or something, and the faces have been swapped to be the faces of celebrities that aren't actually the ones taking part in the activity. And
0: and it's not just like the face is frozen from a photograph and just like, you know, looking at you dead in the eyes. Like the face is mapped to the face of the actor originally in
2: the porn film. So this would have been like when I took a picture of a pig and then I put someone's face on the pig face, right, Graham? Yeah. Remember? Th- yeah, th- <laughs> yeah. Thanks,
1: thanks, to that crow. <laughs> <Yeah, I laughs> okay, that, yeah.
2: but in a much ruder way. Okay, I'm with. Okay, so this is not fun. <laughs>
0: All right, so I have a quote from Motherboard article that explains this a little bit. So, thanks to AI training techniques like machine learning, again, those fancy phrases, scores of photographs can be fed into an algorithm that creates convincing human masks to replace the faces of anyone on video. All by using lookalike data and letting the software train itself to improve over time. In this case, these Reddit users are putting famous actresses into existing adult films. According to uh, a user called DeepFakes, and it's called... uh, The AI-assisted face swaps are called DeepFakes. Okay. uh, This requires some extensive computer science know-how. But... One user in the burgeoning community of the pornographic celebrity face swapping has created a user-friendly app that basically anyone can use.
1: No, <laughs> I love first of all that there's a pornographic celebrity face swapping community. There is, um, but yeah. but they've so they created a, a user-friendly app
0: that anyone can use. Okay, so I'm, I could
1: take the face of so
2: I'm thinking of the Queen. I'm thinking either? of the Queen. She's the she's the one you don't want. To, oh no! I don't oh. think
1: there's even a filia for that one cross. I don't think I don't think that one exists.
2: There is no, now.
0: I, I, oh. <laughs> now that you've said it, there it's going to happen.
1: <laughs> so I could take someone who you know, someone who I fancy, right, in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Know, who would Margaret that Ruther- be,
2: Graham? Who would that oh, be? God, the let Queen let one.
1: Let me have a little daydream here. Margaret Rutherford, Dame Diana Rigg <laughs> Oh you no, know?
2: Dame Diana, Diana Rigg. Rigg. Oh, Okay.
1: Oh, well, in her day, you know. In her lovely. day or now? Well, it's, it's, or, or does it matter? matter? She's okay. still she's still charming. She's, Diane Keaton, you know, in uh, in uh, play again, Sam, that kind of thing. Anyway, the thing is, that I could take I'm somebody. I'm worrying too much like, about you,
2: Grandma. <laughs> I don't
0: I could know take, what to do with <laughs> the <that> information.
1: <laughs> I could take something like that, and I could basically soil all my lovely memories of them by sticking their face onto some porn actress, and then I would have, effectively, a porn film starring Greta Garbo, or something like that. And yeah.
0: arguably, you could put your face on the other person, and you, I mean, you could, I mean, it could go anywhere. Oh, Yeah, you see where, you see where I'm Oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. I could put my face on the porn <laughs> you, actress? You,
0: on the act? <laughs> <laughs> sure. If you, I mean, I'm not going to judge. On her face,
1: you, I mean. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah,
0: that's, that's, and, and again, it's part of a user-friendly app that anyone can use. This is
1: really creepy, because there's, it's one thing to do this with celebrities, of course, who your chances Mm -hmm. are you'll never meet, but imagine you had some crush in the office. And you somehow collected some <laughs> images of of this Man, you're, crush you're that you are a
2: teenager had. who's yep. like being
1: cyberbullied at school. Well, and then people could distribute some fake...
0: Yep, t- you're going down that rabbit hole. I mean, this is like Black Mirror level stuff. And it's really, it's it's out there. Trump... Trump. Yep. I, I, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting there. Close down even, the no, internet. Close the down thing. the internet. I'm not even done. Like, there's even more to this Oh, story. go on then. Make it worse for me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get weirder. So just to put the little hook for Star Wars in there, somebody did a face swap with the young Princess Leia at the end of the recent Star Wars Rogue One film, which came out like a couple of years ago. And they did a face swap with Carrie Fisher, the actress. <gasps> Uh, on the cgi version of her and the face swapped version was actually more convincing than the expensive disney paid for cgi version (laughs) yeah like there's a video of it i i I have a link for it people can take a look and like they they it's it's outdoing expensive disney cgi which is i mean that's that's where we're going so okay if that's all not enough i know we're all thoroughly creeped out right now there's more So there is actual active development of tech where we can convincingly map another person's expressions onto another person's face in real time. I don't know if I'm explaining this well, but this is kind of puppet mastery stuff.
1: So imagine I'm someone evil, okay? I could make facial (laughs) expressions. (laughs) And these would be sort of magically convincingly put onto some celebrity's face. So they are moving their face like I'm moving mine. And maybe...
2: Oh, yeah, so, so you could take someone's face and basically
1: make them So I could pick my nose or or pull out a bit of, you know, something embarrassing from between my teeth or yep. or, or or something which could then, you know, be released onto the internet and one say, "Oh, look at him picking his nose or something like that."
0: Yeah, this can happen in this is happening in real time. So for ex- imagine you've got a breaking news story of, right. you know, President Trump and he's on a video stream talking at his podiums talking about stuff. And then there's an actor somewhere Making his own expressions or her own expressions and mouth movements and those would be mapped to Trump's face in real time. So we would be seeing Trump making those facial expressions and mouth
1: movements and all that stuff. This is pure mission impossible Uh. kind of stuff, isn't it? This is, this is the kind of thing which you, the kind of thing which we normally see on TV programs or in the movies and think, well, that's fun for the TV show, but could never actually right, happen. Right, that's
0: like enhanced with images. You know,
2: can't exactly enhance, enhance. <laughs> <It's>, so
1: this <laughs> is this is the kind of thing which we think is impossible, but actually, oh my god, this is and extraordinary. Even,
2: even this is the end. This is the end of, no, of Anira.
0: But there's even one more thing I have to oh, mention. No. Oh no! <laughs> it gets good. even worse. It's, if n- that's all, not enough. Adobe, our good friend Adobe, has in active development right now the tech to fake someone's voice and speech yeah. using just a short clip of them talking. And they call it, like, Photoshop for audio, meaning mm. all you need is a snippet of someone's voice, like, just a few seconds, and then you can completely fake them saying whatever you want. And it's actually convincing. Like, it doesn't sound like one of those 90s radio
1: sound boards where, you know, it sounds
0: <laughs> like this. Like, it actually sounds like real cadence of speech.
1: Gee. So if if someone were able to get hold of, for instance, a lot of audio, maybe an MP3 or a of, podcast of Carol speaking for a long time, we or could just, get her to say whatever we like. We could get her saying "misanthropic rhododendron," and it wouldn't be difficult.
2: <laughs> okay, if if anyone hears me say Graham is so great and cool and wonderful, you know I've been faked.
1: <laughs> Boy, right? it is convincing, isn't it? Did you hear <laughs> <that's>, that? Adobe, <laughs> good job.
0: Yeah, I mean, Adobe went through pains to say that their audio photoshopping tech is watermarkable and built to be easily detected. And, and like, nobody's ever going to use this for nefarious purposes. Um, and I'm of course sure, they
2: wouldn't. I'm what sure nobody will ever... To... What do... No what one's
0: you... ever pirated Adobe software before to do stuff it shouldn't do. <laughs> no. So I'm sure they're totally right.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and they never, never have any happened. vulnerabilities, never have any... Explo- but this watermarkable <laughs> thing, does that mean all the time they have... This is an order. <laughs> this is an adult. Do, well, how are they going to do that? I, I or actually, do they have j- a little jingle underneath? Like, this is a fake. This is a fake. This is a fake. <laughs> fake, fake, fake. <laughs> <laughs> Doo Wouldn't it
0: be wonderful if our fake news always came with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to yes. adjust my tinfoil hat thoroughly, because now I can't trust anything I read, and now I can't trust anything I see or hear either. Like, everything's fake.
1: I think fake news (laughs) already does have a soundtrack. It's largely... (laughs) That's the the tune. (laughs) Jeez.
0: Uh, now I'm done. I've t- I've said myself. <laughs> You're done.
1: We're done. Close down the podcast. Turn off the internet. This Take is the all the worst- episodes off the ep- off, off the <laughs> yes. internet. Yeah, we're going to delete them off iTunes right now.
0: But somebody could make a new one using the audio they already have. Like, it's like taking a lock of hair. They don't even need that anymore.
2: Be a lot less effort. Okay, go get your voice changed and then never say
1: anything again. Oh, that's that's easy. Yeah. I'm sure. just sick of technology. I'm sick of this. I, yeah. I've had enough of it. Computers.
0: Like, the genie's out of the bottle. I, I mean, it just, where is it going to even? I don't know. But the, the the implications of all this, as we've been talking about, I, I can't even wrap my head around
1: it. It's just imagine what yeah. evil kids are going to do with this yep. to each other. It's like evil cyber kids, is bad evil, old,
2: evil adults,
1: evil governments, evil
2: grandparents.
1: Imagine they're going to go crazy. Evil Canadians. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the political
0: ramifications of faking a video convincingly in real time of a leader saying something like declaring war on another country, saying I'm going to nuke another country in real time. My
1: button's bigger than your button. Yeah,
0: we got real close and then we could get there <laughs> tomorrow, basically, <laughs> with the tech that's out there right now.
2: Maybe this is how a certain somebody might get out of uh, any impeachment you know, by saying no no
0: no 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 <laughs> never and never would that ever, ever happened. And how would we know? How can how we how tell what's next, you know? Like how can we tell phone news.
2: I wish I could be cheering you up with my story. But I'm not gonna be. What, have you have,
1: you what story have you got for us, girl?
2: Okay, so picture the scene. Your hip and sassy Aunt Mimi has just become the victim of ransomware. Mm. And of course Auntie Memes here has never backed up a file in her life. Now, she can't, of course, access any files on her laptop and they're in, cause they're encrypted by the ransomware and she's received a ransom demand for Bitcoin for the value of $100 US. Now, she's thinking, that's not that expensive. Right? And she decides just to pay the ransom to get her files back. This is probably a pretty standard. You think, I, do you think this happens fairly regularly? Oh, yeah. For, to ransomware victims? Exactly.
1: To your Aunt Mimi, I reckon, <laughs> happens all the time. And, and, and there she is. She's live- she oh, not again. She's going, oh, no. I should have listened to my little weenie scroll. Where is she <laughs> where from? Where is she living? <laughs>
0: <laughs> These accents are all over the place, Graham. I don't know I, where you're going. I mix
1: up sometimes Canada and Scotland in my head. I'm not sure. I think. You're not the only one. You're they, not the only one. They are sort of similar in a way, aren't don't they? Don't tell yeah. the
0: Quebecois. They're not going <laughs> to like
2: that. You guys. Um, now, what's crazy about this is, of course, the attackers are not just demanding that anti Mimi pay in Bitcoin. Mm. They're also. Demanding that she takes the payment via Tor or the The
1: dark dark web. (laughs) Yes.
2: And of course, Auntie Memes has never even heard of the dark web or Tor and is clueless about her next steps. Yeah. So uh she decides to do a bit of poking around online. Yeah, she could call up her nephew, Graham, right? She could call <laughs> don't, him up. Don't or not get her, me involved. Or Niecy Maria to get a bit of information. <laughs> but she's probably a little bit embarrassed that this has happened, right? Yes. So she decides to do a bit of poking around online. And she finds this service, which is basically a Tor proxy. And this is a service that basically takes the mystery for people like Auntie Mimi of getting onto the dark web. So it basically, it's a website that allows users to access .onion domains hosted on the Tor network, but without needing to install the Tor browser.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: So basically domain extensions, they have a, they have a basically a suffix like .top, .cab, .cab, .to, and you can use any browser like Firefox, Chrome, Edge to get to these Tor websites. Interesting.
1: At first glance, these seem like really cool things, don't they? Because they make it a very easy way to access the deep web.
2: Auntie Mimi is hip hip here, right? Right. Because now she's managed to get herself some Bitcoin, and she can now access the the site she needs to go to to pay off these ransomers and get her files back. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's on the dark web, so, you know, it's always fascinating. Rock and
2: roll. Poke around. All right. The next reunion's going to be amazing.
0: She's like, I was on Silk Road, and I just did
2: a little shopping. Yeah, did a bit of surfing on the Silk Road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's gonna be a great holiday <laughs> it's
2: gonna be amazing but there's a problem she manages to do all this she wipes her hand she's like hip hip right it's all done except the ransomers say hey auntie mimi we never received a payment from you and she's like hey dudes i swear i made it Dudes, what's going on
1: because <laughs> <Dudes. laughs> she's, she's hip dudes? she's hip she says dudes all the time <laughs> okay. she's totally cool so she's like struth i've paid you mate What's your problem? (laughs) What? Not my Annie Mimi. Okay,
2: so Proofpoint security researchers uncovered evidence that at least one Tor proxy service was interfering with ransomware payments, basically acting like a man-in-the-middle attack, and stealing the ransom before it
1: got to the ransomware.
0: Oh my god, insult to injury. Right? Terrible.
1: You can't trust anybody, can you? No. Trust no one.
2: The way they kind of did it is they would secretly alter the ransomware payment page and change the public key so that when you went to make the payment, everything else looked legit, but the key had changed. I mean, how are you... You know, unless you had a photographic memory, there's no way you would have known that. You go ahead, done. Pay them. Oh.
0: And you didn't get a receipt? You don't get a
2: receipt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: There's no complaint phone number. So... No there's little a num- plate of mints, Here you go. <laughs> so loyalty card stamped Exactly. Oh, can
2: you exactly. Mention? You don't even get this is your fifth one free. So <laughs> ransomware such as Sigma, Globe Imposter, and Locker have been identified as been suffering from this.
0: Oh those anyway, poor so- ransomware makers, they're suffering from this. <laughs> you know there's Bless this is just
2: it's just greed gone mad. So the, how do you, how do you avoid this? Don't get ransomware in the first place and back up your files.
1: Ah, novel. Listen to
0: our back uh, backups episode. <laughs>
1: backing up, backing up. Yeah, listen to that. And also, probably, you shouldn't try... If you're really concerned about security and privacy, which you might be if you're using Tor, don't use this Tor proxy because, obviously, they, if, if they're up to shenanigans, they're able to see everywhere that you're going on the internet and maybe interfering with the information you're posting or the information you're I receiving. I think
2: it's actually... Irresponsible to go onto the dark web on your own with that on for the first time. I think your hand should be held and you should be shown around by a trusted friend.
1: Tie a rope round your waist.
0: <laughs> Drop yes! some breadcrumbs. Yes. <laughs> like what do you do? Meet in a cafe and go, hey friend, can you show me through the dark web? It's my first time.
1: <laughs> Knot it onto the banister. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you're not sucked down into the dark web. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like going to a timeshare, isn't it? It's that kind of scary. You ne- you're never really sure if you're going to come out the other side. Anyway,
2: so there you go. So be careful out there. Um and uh basically even if you do pay doesn't mean that they release your data. So, you know, don't do it.
0: How do we help Aunt Mimi? How do we help her?
2: <laughs> we say no Aunt Mimi. No. <laughs> Do not pay the ransomers. Do not go on to the dark web on your own and do not try and manage this whole system on your own.
1: Mm. Well, certainly prevention is better than cure. But if you do find yourself in a pickle, don't make this kind of mistake because you'll end up out of pocket and the poor old ransomware authors as well. They're they're
2: being (laughs) shortchanged. Of course they are. And they have aunties. And they haven't been that greedy. A (laughs) hundred dollars, right? Yeah. Pocket change.
1: Yeah. Jerks. (laughs) Jerks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll be right back after this break.
2: Remember, you can win lots of goodies from chess cybersecurity simply by filling in a three-minute quiz. Go to smashingsecurity.com forward slash IT quiz. And remember, this is only for IT people that are in the UK.
1: Oh, you could just lie, couldn't you?
2: Graham! go to smashingsecurity.com forward slash IT quiz and get your hand on some good
1: prizes on with the show and welcome back to our favourite part of the show which we like to call pick of the week pick of the week
0: pick of the week week.
1: (laughs) pick of the week is the part of the show where everyone chooses something they like could be a funny story a book they've read a TV show a movie a record an app a website a podcast whatever they like doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Definitely not. Now there were some complaints after last week's episode. Carol, did you hear last week's episode? You weren't on it, so I wouldn't expect you to have tuned in. Um,
2: I did hear last week's episode. I loved the song at the end. I thought it was amazing.
1: Did you? <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> well, included that, You're that, that was probably was your that probably was your favourite bit, wasn't it? Well, there was a complaint from one listener who said pick of the week went on a little bit too long. Oh, um, I don't. Yeah, I know it's a little bit rude of them, but it, um, yeah. Well, you love the sound yeah. of your own voice, so. Well, yeah, and uh, you, you don't love the sound of my voice. So anyway, you, you complained, basically, Carol let's, let's get to the chase. You complained and said, maybe we need to make Pick of the Week a bit quicker. So this week, just for Carol as an experiment, we now introduce the 60-second Pick of the Week.
2: You get a 60-second pitch, Graham, and then w- Marie and I are going to discuss it.
1: <laughs> All right.
2: Three, two, one. Okay,
1: three, two, one, and go. Here is my pick of the week. Now, I love myself a bit of Bob Dylan. I know some people say he sounds like a cat being strangled by a monkey, but um, <laughs> I, I, th- I think he's written some fine songs. And I, I discovered uh, a couple of chaps on YouTube called The Other Favourites, who are a popular uh, little act... And uh, they, oh my, it's really difficult doing this in six seconds, you know. Anyway, I was looking for uh, a Bob Dylan cover on um, YouTube. And uh, I was looking for Don't Think Twice, It's All Right. And I came across cover that Josh Turner and Carson McKee, who are the other favourites, were recording at two in the morning about seven or so years ago. And they're terrific. And you can go and check out their channel on YouTube. Josh Turner is a mean instrumentalist. And uh, give him a guitar or a mandolin. And he's all over it. Carson McKee is the guitarist and I think the main songwriter. They're a little bit bluesgrass, a little bit rock a little bit country and they've been doing it uh, for a while and um they're fantastic and i've got their latest album or ep it's called fools and i would recommend it it's terrific and you can go and check them out on youtube and support them and i love the fact that youtube bing is giving a platform for all these kind of characters to uh, get up to things and get themselves noticed my one problem with the other favorites i don't think i did hear a bing bong <laughs> is, <laughs> is Favorites is spelt without a u uh, <laughs> which might be all right on your side of the atlantic uh but maria tisk, but definitely, tisk not, on ours. definitely not on mine and also what a ridiculous name to google as well other favorites pathetic um but other than that their music's great thank you that is my pick of the week great, you did remarkably well well i spoke at about 900 miles per hour in order to get it i'm all not out of <laughs> breath
2: listening to you. yeah but all basically you said is check out this cover band they're pretty cool
1: they're not just a cover band, they do their own original songs. Oh, and oh EP, sorry, but they also but do covers, don't they? Songs they've written. They do yep. do a lot of covers on YouTube and, uh, they're, they're really cool okay, guys. They sound, uh, I like yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I will check it out. Maybe we can, uh, maybe you can tweet out a few links as well to their songs. Sure.
0: I'll give him a listen. Why not? I don't like Dylan, though. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I I am a cat, cat being strangled on that side of things. Like, I,
1: well, look, look, the (laughs) thing with Bob Dylan, now let's, uh, now we're digressing. (laughs) I've revealed myself. (laughs) I I think a lot of Bob Dylan is completely unlistenable.
0: (gasps) The lyrics are fantastic, though.
1: Exactly. Because, yeah, 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 yeah Right? Yeah. Because it, it, it is horrendous. But there is a certain period of Bob Dylan. There's a couple of periods of Bob Dylan. I'd say round about 1965, 66, and then again in 1974 when he produced some tremendous albums which are quite listenable to. So don't be put off by every Bob Dylan which you <sighs> hear. Go and check out, for instance, Blood on the Tracks. Okay. Great album. Or something like that. Yep. Quite accessible. Mm-hmm and incredible lyrics and you think this is a a great great song i
2: don't think many people are afraid of listening to bob dylan graham i think there's just a very few number of people that actually just don't like him like maria i I think the lyrics the are great is- but the
0: sound for me is like it's a barrier for me but yeah. i will i will i am absolutely open to listening to the recommendation there i mean I, I, all right he's lauded for a reason i mean th- there's got to be something i like
1: Okay, very good, Graham. Very good. Thank you. I'm ex- I need to have a lie down on the floor <laughs> okay. now. I think 60, Maria. 60 seconds isn't oh, enough. Oh yeah. All right, I got to follow oh, yeah. that.
2: <clears throat> yeah, you you got a whole minute. You don't even know. you know what? You have a lot less words to say probably because you you know, you're more efficient. It's, writer.
0: <laughs> it's that American so, thing. I don't so know. So you
2: just take your time, Chicky Doo. You go ahead. I'm starting it now, three, two, one.
0: All right. The internet is abuzz with this completely ridiculous story about a recent attempt uh to bring a peacock on board a United sorry. Flight <laughs> sorry, a, a peacock. On board a United Flight as a quote, emotional support animal. And that has reignited a whole emotional support animal foo state stateside. Uh
2: that's a whole whoa, other, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, sorry. Sort Wait, you're taking your for min- my time. Min- <laughs> <laughs> you minute. just shush for a minute, Graham. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay.
0: Because to be honest, I'm not interested in the whole emotional support animal thing. That's a whole other discussion. My thing is that this peacock lives in Brooklyn because of course he does. <laughs> and he's owned by artists because of course he is. And he has his own Instagram account because of course he does. <laughs> and the Instagram account is Instagram.com slash dexterthepeacock he has nearly two thousand followers, and he's a goddamn bird. You need to go check out that Instagram account; it's ridiculous. And that's my pick of the week.
1: And he's called Dexter De- because, of, of course, he is. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, a few things here. I've never heard of this phrase "emotional support." What? Oh, really? Really? No. What? What is that? Oh,
0: it's uh, uh, the the uh, American Disabilities Act requires having dogs uh, that are trained. To be uh, admitted anywhere, so a lot of people who basically don't have trained dogs to help with disabilities are like, "I want to bring my dog anywhere," so I'm going to call him a quote emotional support animal. Everyone who really wants to take their pets everywhere with them is trying to push that barrier, and it's a whole thing of oh, like people I bringing. See. It
2: basically gets you into places where you're not allowed. Yeah, to take people. Your pets. It's just people are you're bringing like, 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 like every
0: I... man, animal imaginable into places where they really shouldn't. Yeah, be. yeah, like
2: I'm. I have a. I have a huge anxiety problem. So I, you know, but, I, but I'm but i fine when I'm holding Fifi. And- or like me, like me, right? I actually can't walk right now. So my pet elephant's going to take me everywhere.
0: Right. And flying, in- especially right? in the United States, is a completely traumatic thing nowadays. Because you could get beaten or dragged or who knows what. Because, you know, or- American yeah. service. And-, <laughs> and so
2: you need an or animal with kicked off the you, or flight or- for
1: tweeting something naughty. Or bringing
0: your peacock.
1: <laughs> Carole, if holding your Fifi makes you feel better right now, I don't think anyone's going <laughs> to... Anyone's going to complain oh about that. <laughs> Graham, just. What? What? Just. Crow,
2: what's your pick of the week? Well, my pick of the week is about UK based firm Biocarbon Engineering, who have developed a high tech system to use drones to replant deforested areas, even in areas where planting would be unfeasible. So they basically send these drones into target areas to create detailed 3D maps, and then the drones are loaded up with basically an agri bullet or bio seed pods, okay? And they're brought to the area, and they basically sh- start a firing zone of sh- firing these agri bullets into the
1: ground, scattering their seed left, right, Wait, and center. Wait, this is
2: UK based. This is not American based. This is a UK based company. Yeah, the they can plant. It. can get ready for it. Get ready for it. They can plant upwards of 100,000 trees in a day. Hmm. They are 10 times faster than people and cost 85% less. Wowie. And their CEO, Dr. Lauren Fletcher, says his goal is to plant half a trillion trees in the next three decades. And he might actually manage it, and he might just save us all.
1: And your time is up. Boom. Dr. Lauren Fletcher. That's a man, is it? Called Lauren. Well...
2: It's his, They say his company. So hmm. I'm imagining. Lauren, I okay. right. I, I've known Lauren no, I must, as men. i must, no. hmm? many men Lawrence. Lauren? Lawrence as men. Not Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence. Lawrence. No, Lauren. La- Lawrence Lauren as a man's name.
1: Really? Yes. Like Lauren Bacall? Like Lauren Bacall. You know what? That's perfectly fine. People can call themselves whatever they like. If they want to call themselves Dexter the Peacock. <laughs> if they want to call themselves Fifi the Fru-Fru whatever it is you know that's fine with me so okay so what you're basically saying is this is your pick of the week this firm who are going around spurting their seeds everywhere to plant shooting things from i
2: don't think i can do this podcast with you anymore because you are just in the gutter
1: you are, I'm not in the gutter. No, I'm just gutter. trying to, um, so they're firing their bullet into the ground. A hundred thousand trees. Are these proper trees? These are, are properly they trees.
2: They're bio seed pods and they have, they don't just have to have a, one culture of tree. They could have many trees. So you could basically put a very diverse forest and because it uses very, very careful GPS tracking, um, you can really plan your whole forest beautifully to make sure all the different trees have enough space, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yay, yay them. Yay for trees.
1: Yay for trees. Okay, so your pick of the week, trees. <laughs> trees. Love trees. We can all get behind that, trees. Yep. And we've got a bird from Maria. Yeah, we love birds. And-
2: we love birds. And me,
1: I can't even remember what I did. It was so long ago. But uh, whatever so I did, the that album. was terrific as you well. You did the album. Yeah, well, they're nice guys. Okay. <laughs> I should
0: mention that my bird is currently driving across America right now because it couldn't get on the flight. I feel like that's an important detail.
2: I'm, I'm sure he's not the one at the wheel.
0: Text. You, you know what? I Go don't to know Instagram anymore.
1: Instagrams find he could
0: out.
1: Be. Emotional support. Peacock, you're kind of my emotional support animal, Graham. <laughs> if I was an emotional support am- animal for you, Carol, what kind of animal would I be? And tune in next week. Oh, Lord. Tune in next week where we will be back. Um If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at Smash Insecurity without a G. Twitter wouldn't give us a G. We're on Facebook at smashinsecurity.com slash Facebook, and we have an online store we can buy at at smashingsecuritycom slash store. Thank you, Maria, for joining us. Where should people find you if they want to follow you online?
0: Twitter is the best place. So uh, my hashtag, my hashtag? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) My handle is at mvarmaz. It's impossible to spell. So just look for it on the website.
1: (laughs) We'll have it in the show notes. People can click on our website and find that. Thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, rate it on Apple Podcasts. It really does help new listeners discover us. And it will
2: maybe make me feel better. Oh.
1: Oh, Carol! You know, I think we're going to have to have a regular check in with you just to see how you're doing. Hey, you know what we should call this episode? What? Carol's back. Ah, right? uh, yeah, no, that's a- it's about your back and your back after last Standing episode. Ovation. Is that good?
2: Yeah, or maybe we to- don't. Uh, but then when they get here, they can uh, they can go. Oh, cute!
1: <laughs> Until next time, cheerio! Bye, bye. Toodles.
2: is so great and cool and wonderful.